understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing, so that the world can hear your message. Because I know, one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. It is 2021. I am your girl, your host, Jessica Hurley, and I am back with another incredible guest. And one thing I'm promising you in 2021 is I'm not bringing you anybody just for any old reason. I'm bringing you people that are changing my life, my personal life, my business, and helping me transform and change and optimize things that truly matter to me. Because if you haven't caught on yet, this is a very soulful, awakening, transformation formative year for me. And so this person is literally so important to me and I've never even met her yet. So I knew I had to have her on the podcast because as many of you know, which I opened up about last week on the podcast, I have been working through a recent breakup. Now I know women everywhere would fight about whose pain is tougher, but for me, this was seven years of my life. This is everything that I've known since I was 24 years old. And this is not to say that, you know, someday somewhere down the line, this is, you know, we won't be be led back to each other again, but I am all about a true awakening in this season, really uncovering who I am, finding myself again where I got lost in motherhood and my business and everything that is required of every responsibility of us and becomes part of our shame and the traumas and just everything in life. And I'm so about this awakening. And so right when that breakup began, I had a really good friend send me a link on Instagram who I had talked to. And she was like, Jess, I know you need your time, but I want you to hear this girl, this African Affirmation album. Y'all know I like to be real because I'm like, let me give it to you straight. So I click it and I'm like, I don't want to hear nobody. I literally was thinking it was like a guided meditation. Like, I'm like, I don't want to hear nobody like, you are beautiful. You are like, I was like, I don't have time for that right now. I'm not, because you know, you're fresh out of a breakup. You're like still malicious and mad and depressed and sad. And there's just like all these emotions. So I'm like, don't be sending me no guided meditations right now. And she was like, you have to listen to her. She's amazing. And one day I was in the car and I was like, you know what? Like, let me try to get out of this funk. Let me just click this. 
And y'all, listen, right now, I want you to scroll down to the show notes and click the link to one of her two powerful albums on iTunes. Like, we got to get into this and how she created this. Because when I tell you, without a doubt, she makes affirmations. If you've ever been confused about it, just felt like it didn't feel authentic. She's found a way to make it sound fun, swaggy, just beautiful. Like, we'll have you dancing in your seat, but reciting the most beautiful, powerful things to you ever. So I am so excited to have the queen of affirmation music, the artist behind affirmations for the grown ass woman and the creator behind I See Me Mantras, Affirmations and Chill and the founder of Wife Your Life, Miss Tony Jones. Thank you so much. Wow. <laughs> you almost had me tear up. Like I just can't, I can't explain how much gratitude or excitement or thrill I feel when I hear how a woman found the music and how it's landing for her. It's like it's hitting the realest, truest spot. And it's Girl. like go, it's going far past the ego. It's going straight to the soul and to the heart. And it's like it shows you the power, not of just not me and my talent and calling, but really the power of music and word, you know? That it met music has always had a medicinal legacy, mm. you know, and somehow down the line, you know, it became entertainment. But music is designed for the human soul and mind and mental health and so on. So that's just phenomenal to hear how it's landing for you as so many other people, not only women, but men too. Oh my gosh. Not only do you have the most beautiful voice, but let's hit on this for a second because I have a question outside of the soul. I have a question you just mentioned. You said it used to be medicinal and at some point it became entertainment. I was like, I wonder what led her, you know, I hate that old age question. Like what inspired you to do this? But for real, I was thinking like, what inspired her to do this because most people get caught up in musicians and creators get caught up in creating things that are popular and not helpful. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, at any point when you were creating that one, what inspired you to create affirmation music this way? But two, what kept you from like being pulled into like the typical entertainment music scene and instead providing something like this? What actually led me to do affirmation music was I was a life coach for six years for women and youth. And so was full-time with youth, part-time with women. And one my clients really had inspired me. I was like, what can I create to help women, you know, hack that limiting belief that they don't have time to heal and or put themselves first? And through prayer meditation, God gave me the idea of affirmation music. So I did some research, like, is anybody doing this? I didn't really find anyone who coined the phrase affirmation music, but they were doing similar things. But I was like, I wasn't really satisfied as a fan of music on the production of, you know, the sound, the audio, the beats, you know, and I'm not perfect at it, but I have a taste for what hits, you know? And so I created affirmations for the grown ass woman. I went to LA in 2018, August, 2018. I was there for a month. I wrote the album there, like on the beach or my friend's house. I came back. I didn't know how I was going to pay for studio time, anything like that. My friend told me about Kiva.com. I applied for a loan, got the loan from Kiva.com and I've got an the studio, you know, it was just so natural. And I've never created anything without doubt. And then 2019 hit and 2019 was my 2020. My whole world flips out like upside down, like literally where I landed in the hospital. That's a whole nother story. But it was an awakening of like, who am I if all world problems were solved? Who am I if there was no such thing as money? What would I do now? Because much of my life, majority of my life was wrapped around either 
earning money or saving the world. And so I was always caught up with the identity of, I know Tony Jones knows how to be valuable to people. So I was so at an empty spot. I realized I don't know who I am if I'm not valuable to others. And so- Oh my God, hold on. Jesus, (laughs) please listen to this. This- I talk about this all the time, how women wake up one day with everything that we need, like what we thought we needed. Like we have a man and children and a beautiful home. And I'm like, when you look out into your living room where your kids are playing and your husband is sitting and you just finished dinner or you woke up one morning out of the bed and then you're still quiet and you Mm -hmm. have this feeling that feels like, is this it? Like that's a real feeling. And it's so well tied to what you just said. It's like, we as women, we know so well how to be valuable to everyone else. And that feeling is a lack of purpose. That feeling is a lack of identity. It's a lack of like, freedom. yes. Freedom to be wild and to explore and not know and be in uncertainty and create and be, you know, have space for not being responsible for some, you know, just not for the rest of your life, but just having space to your evolution, you know? So that was like really my path. You know, those questionings, like everything that piled up on me in 2019, everything, my whole life changed. My whole life changed. And it led me to say, what do I want? Who do I want to be? What makes me happy? What does pleasure look like? What does it really look like for me to put myself first? If I was the only person on the planet, if I was my only customer, what would I create? for me. And then it was like music. It feels too good. It feels too natural. It feels like home. I don't feel like I'm working and I don't want to work. I want to play. And so that was what led me to do it full time. So as of November, 2020, I closed my coaching business and became a full-time musician. So I haven't, it was never a goal, wasn't on my vision board. It was not something I planned on doing. Music was never something I was a part of. However, growing up in church, it was. My brothers are in the music industry, but I never saw, I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be a thought leader. I'm doing it, but in the media music, because I have a membership subscription launching Women's History Month next month. That's all about practicing putting the music to practice so each song has a chorus journal prompts and things like that so I'm still doing education piece you know the coaching piece but in a very unique way through the music the music just really helped me find my home within myself you know so I wrote down some quotes because okay Okay. so if you're this is for the listeners if you're listening and this just does not resonate with you at all at bare minimum please know you can listen to all her songs and have 50 Instagram quotes moving forward because the stuff this girl says in her songs, they are so good. You can tell this comes natural for you. You can just tell because the way that you like your lines, like you got one-liners that they just hit. I'm like, yo, these are all quotable things. Quote these things on your Instagram, girl, because woo! Yeah. (laughs) It's funny you say this about 2019 because the first quote I wrote down, now I know what you mean. The first quote I wrote down from you is from I am that I am. And you said, my pandemic was internal first to awaken me to the kingdom that was within me. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's so powerful. But now that even makes sense in the real because I'm like, oh, that was your 2019. It was my 2019. So when 2020 hit, I felt like Disney World happened. Like nothing shook me because it was a challenging year, but it was like, for me, it was like 10% challenging, 90% heavy because of what I created within myself. So no matter what was happening outside of me, if I couldn't control it, it was like, that was none of my business. 
Like I light a candle for the lives that have transitioned. I send prayers out to people who are struggling. But for me, it was like this, my universe, I got one job. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was what I made a promise to myself in December of 2019 is happiness over everything, joy over everything, spirit over everything, no matter what happens. So when the pandemic hit, the Black Lives Matter, the injustices, it didn't cause an emotional response for me. The Trump stuff, it didn't cause them because I was the guardian of my emotional reality. And because I knew that I was accountable for that, I couldn't allow what was happening outside of me to determine how to feel, how to be triggered, how to I was like, no, this is joy over everything. So I spent a lot of time in nature, spent a lot of time doing whatever I wanted to do, eat, hobbies. You know, I had to pay a high price. Like I got rid of my home, got rid of 80% of my belongings, moved back with family. Like I had to do a lot of adjusting on what was priorities. Do I need these mini bills? You know, it was just a lot of different things I had to adjust my mentality and mindset to really come back home to myself. So, yeah, when you say that the pandemic happened, you know, when you highlight that statement that, you know, from my song, that lyric from my song, the pandemic, you know, happened within me first. Like, oh, yeah, that's what happened. That's why when 2020 hit, I was like, this happened to me last year. This is how I felt last year. Like, I sat down. It was eerie for me because people who were super close to me was like, Tony, what everybody's talking about now, you were talking about in 2019, how you were feeling. They was like, that's kind of eerie. That this is all foreshadowing your awakening. But I wasn't the only one, but it was a part of a process to prepare me to be ready to serve in 2020 and release those affirmations and chill album, you know, the I See Me Mantras album. So, whoa. Okay, you said something that I firmly believe in, but I've always had trouble standing in. And you said, I was the guardian of my emotional reality by saying that all of those things didn't affect you. And I've had several conversations with friends that they think that I'm not like culturally present. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. They think I'm not culturally present or whatever. Like not as far as the Black Lives Matter, but like politically. And like, there was mm-hmm. just so much stuff that I was like, okay, you know, and people were like, why don't you care about this? And why don't you use your platform to talk about politics? And why don't you do da, 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 da? And I'm like, because that stuff is going to happen no matter what. The only thing that you can control is yourself. And I'm not about to be in my home with my family running my content up in arms and upset about something that it's going to happen the way it's going to happen no matter what. No matter what. And here's the thing. My life is enough. I already have a lot that I can control in my life. I'm already coping and grieving what I can control in my life. Shout out to those who have space to manage that and manage what you can't control outside of yourself with the world, with the government, with injustice. Like, shout out to you if you got space for both. But I know I don't. <laughs> you this know what right I'm saying? Here? Yes. <laughs> I know I don't. And so I have my own Donald Trumps in my life. You know, I have my own, you know, injustices happening in my personal life. That's why I appreciated a lot of my Arabic and white friends was just like, let me cook you dinner. You know, the black square don't do nothing for my bank account. The black square don't do nothing for my life advance. personal life. But if you got financial, you're going to use your white privilege to help me with my business. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's do that. That's what means something to me. I don't know what all the agendas and special interests that other entities have 
have with trying to capitalize on racial wounds or political wounds or American wounds. I don't know all of those factors. So I can't just give up my emotional and cognitive real estate to whatever these mediums, these media, you know, say like, no, it's, I have to, as tempting as it is, because I am an African-American woman, I am an American citizen, as tempting as it is to push play on those emotions and push play on those obsessive thoughts of what's happening. And it's tempting, but because I know the energetic game, I know this existence on an energetic level, even though they didn't teach us in kindergarten and 12th grade and college, they didn't have commercials about it. I went through enough to realize I did some research. I've learned lessons and all of, I stay curious about why we're here. What is this about? Because I understand it's energy. Again, like how you repeated what I said, I had to be, I knew that I was accountable to be the guardian of my emotional reality. And I couldn't give that up for anybody. So I, you know, if I was misunderstood, if you were misunderstood, my mental health is worth being misunderstood, you know? My mental health is worth being misunderstood. Listen, (laughs) will you repeat, will you repeat what I said? I'm like, oh yeah, I said Okay. Listen, I have the gift of word and language. So, you know, it just comes out. You literally out. do. You literally do. And like, you're saying things in these songs that I'm like, oh, in one sentence, you're articulating things that people will take years to uncover. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just said something. And then I read what I wrote about one of your things. And you said, I'm so courageous at being disliked. Period. And I was like, that's on period. Do you know how many people need to hear that? <laughs> I'm so courageous at being disliked. People like, won't post on our constitution. platforms. They won't go home and tell their parents what's going on. They won't come out the closet. They won't have the conversation with their friends about supporting their business. They won't, they won't, they won't literally because of this line right here. They're mm-hmm. too scared to be disliked. Mm-hmm. This it is, is scary. It is scary. But when you hit the bottom of like not wanting to be alive, not wanting to be here. You just don't want it. It's like being in your body. It's like a prison. You want to free. When you get to that space and you know that you need to build up falling in love with you, like life again, nothing else matters. You almost build up this muscle to not care about what people think. You know, not that you're immune to it, but you choose not to give it, you know what I'm power. saying? A throne and power. So it's like, yeah, being courageous at being disliked. This is how I know you're gifted because you are literally pulling out. That's why I was like sharing it with all my friends, because I'm like, you're pulling out every insecurity, every desire, Mm. every broken thought, inner thought that every woman has ever had in her life. You're saying it in these songs, like anything that any woman is truly dealing with right now, period, from body image to sexual desires or sexual dismay, like Mm. injustice, um, fears, doubt, like inner power, inner magic, lack thereof, insecurities, you are speaking to it in these songs. You know what? It's so interesting you say that. Thank you for saying that. It's the it's the journey of the alchemist. When I lost, when I had to release all I had to release, my whole network of friends, my close inner circle, the betrayals that were happening back to back all 2019, the things I was seeing about myself, like it led me to, I knew there was something guiding me. I don't have the word to name it, but it, there was something guiding me that said, keep feeling it, Tony keep feeling it. Don't give up. There's something that kept saying, feel the pain. And the more I felt, it became not about my pain. I started to feel the collective pain within human consciousness, within the human body. And I 
started to feel that pain of my ancestors, the pain of my mother, the pain of humanity, that separation, that sense of disconnection from the divine. And it led back to that. And I started getting all of this word and download. And then I was just, it came so easily. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize what a vessel I was till I heard the full album of I See Me Mantras in October. I cried in my car for two hours because I could not believe what I created. I knew that this was album was going to change my life. The first two albums was for other people. This recent album was for me and I just shared it with everyone. And so when God, I, I say that the, all the time, when you look in the mirror and tell yourself what you need to hear, it's really for somebody else. Like you can yeah. share it with somebody else, but it's really for me. For like me. it's really for you. Yeah. Everything, every time I wanted to be petty on Facebook, on Instagram, I wanted to, you know, sneak this and, you know, say subliminals. God would just tell me, write it down, flip it as an affirmation, turn it as an affirmation, use it to create, just alchemize it into a healing tool every time. So it was like, every time I felt like I wasn't being heard or listened to or whatever it was, I flipped it into something. So what you're saying, I appreciate you for seeing me because the journey I went through, I went to hell to get to feel what we were all feeling, to think and say what we could, you know what I'm saying? And give us a language. And I'm just grateful that I was brave enough to feel what I felt because it was a pain I can't even describe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was like, I just went down into an underworld of the trauma that the human family has experienced from being disconnected to their divine identity. Can we talk about sitting in pain for a second? Oh, like, yeah. You just said that you are honored that you were brave enough. And I'm serious. Like that needs to be hurt because I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Like we do not realize how much we run to cope when pain occurs to the point where like, if you ask someone, when's the last time you were in like severe pain, they usually can't remember, or it was their last breakup or something because we don't sit in it long enough because no. it's so painful. Like the minute you so truly painful. feel like you have to, like when you have to sit in that and feel, and you have to find yourself praying to God, like, please just alleviate some of this. Please just give me peace and then rest in that and know that God's not going to heal you immediately, that you have to just sit in that, mm. that's different type. Like that's a different type of pain. And most people will, and myself, and I'm saying this because I've done it before too, like run, run and drink, you know, run and call another man, run and call friends yeah. and just surround themselves with people that will make them forget what's going on. Like we are built to think that we should not endure pain, that we should run from it. Mm-hmm. And so for you mm-hmm. to have sat in that for so long to yeah. only find out that you were going to uncover other people's pain, mm. that's a different type of purpose. Man, girl. <laughs> that's really a different is. type of I'm purpose. I'm just so grateful to be here on the other side because I didn't think I was going to get through that. Like, I really did not want to live. I did not want to be here. Like, being in this body was like wearing an itchy sweater you couldn't get off. It was constantly hurting constantly it's just like I can't get this off I didn't you know it was just like every I mean brushing my teeth was accomplishment like you know it was like for three months I slept in my parents bed like the end of 2019 I was so terrified of who else could get my heart who else could have me be vulnerable to them again because I just had so many I mean it was unreal the back-to-back betrayal 
I was just like, oh, I don't belong here. Clearly, I must have a stupid heart, you know. And so I was just like, who organized this? Who organized this whole situation? It felt like a project, like like a project against you, a project against me because it was too many. And I look back and I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> it was a plot twist. <laughs> I got it. I got, I got it. it. You know, it's like, okay, you know, go ahead. But I realized that pain is only to cut through the things that aren't as real that you've become attached to. And it opens you up. The more it cuts deeper, the more it opens you up to when the joy comes, you feel it deeper. When the Whoa, 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 whoa. Deep. Don't, 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 do not <laughs> tread lightly over that. Say that again. You said that you realized that pain is only what? To cut deeper into the things that aren't as real or true, to open you up more so you can feel when the joy comes, you can feel it deeper. The more you allow the pain to cut through, the joy can go in deeper. So it's like eating fruit is not just eating fruit. Getting in an argument is not just getting in an argument. Walking down in the park, you know, doing work on your laptop is not you find the joy in it all. You find the privilege of it. It's like, I have to work. No, it's not I have to work. I get to work. You know, I don't have to take a shower. I get to shower. I get to drink water. I get to be alive. Because you open yourself up so much that everything, you feel everything, looking at the tree, looking at the sky, conflict, whatever. It's like, it is what it is, but I'm alive. Life is happening. All of it is beautiful. All of it. The tragedies, the wins, the successes. And no one can teach you that. The only thing that can teach you that is the feeling of the pain going through you, through the things that are not as true and real. And I've seen the blessedness of pain because it does cut and you're going to feel that, but it's only going to hurt the things that are not true and real and are not sustainable to your journey. You know, and the gag is you get to keep all the lessons and the wisdoms, but you don't have to keep the emotion, emotional memory of the pain and the cut and what happened and who was wrong. And that falls away. That heals up. It's fascinating how this whole thing is set up. You know, pain is not what is being branded to us. You know, it's not something to avoid, you know, so that's that on that. <laughs> Listen, I'm over here taking notes like, shit, let me get my life <laughs> When you said that the blessings of pain is that it only hurts the things that are not true or real or sustainable. Yeah. And the hack is that you get to keep all the lessons. Yeah, all the lessons. Imagine, like I'm speaking to myself. I'm not speaking from a better place. Imagine if we could get to this space of knowing that every time pain occurs, like we could just, you know, fold our hands and go, okay, well. I'm, I'm supposed to be learning this. something here. Yeah, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to cry. Depression is here. Okay, depression. Okay, insecurity. Hi, I remember you. What are you here to teach me now? I really wish you wasn't here, but here we go. Here we Can go. I get it this time? You know what I'm saying? Help me get it this time. I'm going to feel you this time. I'm not going to resist or try and overheal you. Depression, show me what I need to get. Insecurity, show me. Fear, show me. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole, it's a powerful reframing. You know? I remember listening to someone that said they were talking about courage and they said, it's not that you don't have fear. You just find different ways to deal with it. But he even went a step further and said, when we're in those places of having to receive something we don't want, whether it be circumstance, fear, depression, doubt, whatever, that we don't ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. And he said exactly what you said. He said, you need to be calling on the universe and saying, you know, show me what you are here to show me. Like, mm -hmm. show me why you are here. Show me what does this mean for me right now? Like, call out on the universe to show yeah. you 
what these things are here for because they are here. They are here for change. They are here to make you feel things deeply, joy, moments, sparks, like presence to cut through what's not real and sustainable. Like they're here for reasons. Life is always happening for you. And he said, you just have to call out to the universe and be clear about your questioning to show you. Mm-hmm. Period. That's a blueprint. And it's when you're in it, oh my goodness, sis, when you're in it, it's like, screw that. <laughs> you're like, no, nah, I'm going to feel like this forever. Hmm, pass oh. me the cake. <laughs> like, pass me the donuts. Give me my Netflix. Pass Period. me the wine. Pass me the wine and the weed. Period. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the wine and the weed. Pass it yeah. all over. <laughs> hey, pass it all over. This is the only way. I'm going to pray tonight, but. For now, this is what, you know, you, that's how you feel. You're not trying to hear all that other stuff, but that is even a part of the process. If you feel the need to do all of that, feel that you get to witness how you respond to not knowing what coping looks like. You get to learn like how you, you know what I'm saying? It's all part of the learning, but it's not giving up, you know? So I think you said a mouthful, but I'm going to ask you this one time because I know some of my listeners, you know, with my recent episode, I had a lot of people message me some pretty interesting stories. And there's a lot of women out there going through their suffering in silence. Mm -hmm. And for any woman that might be in a similar place that you were in 2019, Mm -hmm. outside of listening to these affirmations is a must. Is there anything, any piece of advice you would tell the woman who feels like she's being stripped of everything, that she's in something that feels like this is the rest of her life? I would definitely say that talking to someone is so important. It's so important. Part of my suffering was not having anyone around me I could trust with my vulnerability. So really take into consideration who you have around you, who are integral allies, you know, who can you actually go to for help, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a friend, whether it's a partner, just whomever. Talk to someone about what is going on in your internal world. That is the most, because self-love and healing is not just solitude, it's community and village too, you know, and you can't do it alone. There's no way you can do it alone. It's almost impossible to do it alone. There are seasons of solitude, don't get me wrong, but you have to have partnership in some capacity as you navigate your underworld of shadows and trauma and brokenness. So I would definitely encourage the women who are suffering in silence that you have to include, invite another into that space, but be mindful of their integrity, their character, because a lot of people that I had around me, I was the supply, the energy supply for them, but they could not return that. And that's against the universal law, you know, you know, so as much as I've taken as much as I've taken accountable for the choices of who I had in my tribe, the reality is I was able to learn a lesson about that I can attract people that are spiritually skilled, emotionally skilled, you know what I'm saying? Skilled in character to where they can meet me when I fall and when I'm weak. So I would definitely say to those women, look at who you have around you. You know, and if you don't have anyone around you, you call someone, you get a therapist, you know, you invest in that ASAP or you will give up. You will because you're not you're never supposed to do it alone. This is so amazing. I was just reading The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. I love her. Oh, my God. 
And she talks about the five people, five or seven, but it's like that there's five types of people that you shouldn't share your shame with. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how you can't just be in shame and then run to people because you'll get the wrong response. Mm-hmm. And, and she tells this story about like being on stage, not being clear about who the audience she was speaking to and totally screwing up the speech. Like that she was like mortified and embarrassed after the Ooh, speech. And wow. she said she was driving home and she was like, I have to get this off my chest. I have to talk to someone. I have to, you know, I'm a shame researcher. I feel like I need to pour this out to someone before I hold it all in. And then mm-hmm. she goes to these five types of people where, you know, people will deflect. People will be like, well, why did you do that then? If you feel so stupid, why did you do it? You know, like they go through, she goes through all these forms of people and She's like, you cannot share your shame with anybody. And she talks about how her sister was the right person because her sister was just like, that's hard. I've done that before. And how relatable she was for her during that time. And you have to be so careful and almost, your shame can't be a secret. But when you share it, you have to share it with the right people. Mm -hmm. No, it's key. It's literally critical. It's critical. It's, I mean, the album would not have came if I didn't have an ally. My friend Margie, my dear friend, German woman, you know, my, she's literally my partner, like in consciousness, like seriously, in the practice of consciousness. And we committed in December 2019 that in 2020, every Friday at two o'clock, we would have our weekly call to just see what, what our week was like, what came up for us, what we're learning, how we're changing. We've been in conflict together. We've been at odds together and we've been able to practice consciousness through it all and restore or integrity and reconcile uncomfortably, you know? I'm like, that's what love is. Love is serving the third thing. It's like, I'm not going anywhere, but I don't like you. Let's unpack this. Why I don't like you and why, you know what I'm saying? And I just feel like, what are you about to say? Love is serving the third thing. Love is serving the third thing. We call it the third thing, meaning that the commitment, the longevity, us not wanting to leave this. So what about what is happening with us individually that is compromising that, you know, we both have made a commitment to this friendship, to this sisterhood. We're not going to let this go. So whatever is compromising, we need to work through that so we can grow from it, you know? And it's been uncomfortable because I mean, it's times where I'm just like, you're a hater or I don't, you're low vibrational. Like you're not, you know, it's just, but we talk about it. We unpack it, you know, and, you know, it's not easy because you're exposing things you've always wanted to hide from people or you thought people were going to leave or reject or abandon you because they see these other sides, you know, but it's like, we all got some sides. We got some sides. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, and I say sides, plural, like we got multiple, like, you know, and so when they show up, who's going to stay? Who's going to ride? Who's going to be able to communicate? Who's going to be able to let you down and disappoint, fail you, but reconcile in a way that we don't compromise the third thing, you know? So I say all that to say is that when a woman who is suffering in silence or suffering and telling everybody about it, step back, assess who you have in your circle, who are your confidants, who are your allies, because you really, all you need is one. All you mm-hmm. need is one. You don't need a whole mint lot. You know, it could be a therapist, but it talk to someone. Ooh. Guys, before we end this, I want to jump into one of my favorite songs, which is, you have so many, but one of my favorites that I would encourage everyone to start with is Noah's Bay. Yes. 
I love it. I love your voice on there. I love everything you say. And so I, I wrote some down some of these quotables because quotables, I'm just making that up. Mm-hmm. These quotable mm-hmm. things that you said, because this is something I talk a lot about on the podcast. It's just us womaning as we're womaning up, learning things like this. And mm-hmm. one of the things you said is no more sorries in my honest nose. And it just reminded me for years, I've talked about this in the podcast, how my closest friends have said, okay, you're done. You say sorry way too much. Mm-hmm. You say sorry way too much. And I will tell you no, and then be like, no, and I'm sorry. And then explain myself. And so that just resonated with me so much because I can say no without saying sorry. Yeah, period. Like So freeing. Do you know how powerful that is? We feel yeah, it's, bad. Mm-hmm. And we used to do it as a child. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We used to do it as a, no, no, you know? Yeah. My son tells me no all the time with no apologies. Just, no apologies. Just no. Mm-mm. He threw yeah. No. Everything is no. Let's take I'm a bath. So- no. And he no. looks right at me. <laughs> you can act like you can pretend you're crying and everything. And they're like, eh. No, I said no. Like, I don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. So but somehow we've been guilted into feeling bad for saying no. I don't understand. Where did yeah, this, yeah. It's it's learned behavior. What is appropriate? What is acceptable? What is social standard? You know, but we have a right to say no. And so I love that, that that is, you know, encourages people to be unapologetic about being honest about their no. Because I always tell my friends, I, I have guy friends that don't want to let me down. They, so they want to say yes. You know, men are a whole different thing when it comes to integrity and they have a whole nother journey. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always say, like, I welcome your nose because if you give me a dishonest, yes, that doesn't help us. How does that help us? How does that help us? <laughs> and the man be like, where are you from? I'm trying to tell <laughs> be you. Like, where did you come from? Who raised you? <laughs> Who raised you? <laughs> Life, pain, God all of the whole thing, you know, so. Because you are spot on with these. You could be mm-hmm. one hell of a course creator. You hear me with these names? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the no is so important because I feel like, and I, I want to end with this, is like, I feel like at 31, you know, you know, you know that the word no is healthy. healthy. As you get older, you realize it's healthy. Mm-hmm. But I started to realize like, it's so healthy because every time we say yes, We build overwhelm, we build anxiety, we build depression, we build more responsibility, and we build resentment. Yeah. Yeah. Like just keep saying yes. And then you want to look up and be like, oh my God, I'm just so overwhelmed. I can't do it all. I can't take on all this. I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, you're saying I can't right now because you said yes earlier. Yep. No is so healthy. Like learning to love, like like you said, no is bae. Learning to love this. Hug a no. Hug that shit. Hug a no. Yeah. Period. (laughs) Period. It is only in your best interest. It's going to create so much space for you to say yes to the things that really light you up, you know? I've heard people say that. I've heard people say like, take a year or even a month just practicing only saying yes to things that light you up or write down your goals and only say yes to things that are perfectly aligned with your goals. Not the Mm -hmm. what ifs, not the maybes, not the because someone else. If Mm -hmm. it's not lined up with your five most important things, do not say yes. Yeah, I love that. I love that practice because it holds you accountable to set boundaries. Because people always talk about setting boundaries to other people. Sometimes we need to set boundaries with ourselves because we're unlearning people pleasing and managing people's perceptions of us, you know? So that's a great practice. 
So, so we're going to be practicing some no's. We're going to be listening to I See Me Mantras and mm-hmm. affirmations. We're going to be feeling our pain. Feeling our pain, feeling our body, feeling yeah. the I am statements yes. and listening to affirmations for the grown ass woman because that's one of my favorites. So please, please, please tell my audience, Tony, and thank you so much for this time and your intimacy. Yes. I am honored. But tell my people where they can stalk you, where they can find <laughs> this music and what's next for you. Yeah, I am Tony Jones is my Instagram. I also have Wife Your Life, which is my affirmation brand where I teach people how to talk to themselves better because we all know that every healthy relationship starts with healthy communication. And if we're going to ride this train, this wave of self-love, self-care, me, myself, and I doing better, we got to talk to ourselves better and we know how we talk to ourselves. So so yeah, they can find me on, I am to- on Instagram. I have a Facebook group called Wife Your Life Circle. I'm headed there right um, now. Yeah, they, and every Everything, if you want to just go to the house of where all Tony, all things Tony affirmations, wife your life lives, go to IamTonyJones.com. Yep. And that's Tony with the I. What's launching, what just launched last week was my Kiss Me collection. So the Kiss Me song is on the I See Me Mantras album, which is all about advocating and normalizing conscious intimacy and healing, being like the point of entry to connection with another person. So we got some merch, you know, we have one one hoodie that's the RIP hoodie. I mean, it basically says rest RIP toxic relationships. Sincerely, my healing. You know, <laughs> sexy who this. You know, men and women doing the inner work is the new sexy. So we got all type of conscious, swaggy merch that complements the music where you can spread the message. One last thing is I'm launching the Wife Your Life VIP, which VIP stands for very intentional person. And this is someone who wants to really be intentional about transforming the way they talk to themselves. That inner talk, that inner conversation. And so each month we'll be focusing on a song from the albums. So this year is we're focusing on only affirmations for the grown ass woman. So track one will be March, track two will be April, you know, so it's going to be great. It's going to be courses, journal prompts. But here's the thing, Jess, I really wanted to make sure it wasn't programming. I didn't want women to feel like it's more work to do to fix myself. Like I wanted it to be fun. So I was very intentional intentional with curating a space that felt fun and light, just like the music. The music is fun, it's light. So it was like, how do I create a space, an online space that feels like the music too? So that's what I'm most excited about, that I didn't just create another program or membership with a whole bunch of PDFs and downloadables, but something that's going to be an experience, you know? So that launches on, enrollment actually, opens on the 21st of this month and we start on March 1st. All so, right. Well, so that's what's happening. We'll have a link if you scroll down the show notes to that antonyjones.com. So I am tonyjones.com. I am tonyjones.com. I am tonyjones.com. That sounds amazing. For those of you like, please, please, please understand the power of affirmations and talking to yourself. I was just talking about this yesterday and I'm going to repeat this again. When you become a successful business owner, successful in relationships and successful human being, I promise all that is premised on when you learn to stop making decisions based off your thoughts. When instead you decide and then you talk to your thoughts because your thoughts run wild. They're like wild ass children in your mind. 
literally running wild. And so you have to be in control and you have to make conscious decisions and then say, this is the outcome I want. And then you tell your thoughts, you have to talk to your thoughts and you have to tell them what to do. And that starts with positive affirmations and Tony's literally giving them to you and they are more beautiful than I could ever create. They're beautiful. Thank you so much. I have one ask of your audience and you, because I am a new musician, a new artist, I'm curating a team. So if you or anyone in your network, you all know anyone that can contribute to developing a team management for our artists, holla at me because <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I PR, some- management, all of that. Merch. Yeah. I already got some ideas for you. I'm, I'm going to send somebody to you in the DMs, but okay, guys, yes. check, this, check this out. So team management, um, she really needs a team. Like when you, I won't even vouch. I Just go listen. She vouches for herself. Just go press play and you will be blown away. So we are so thankful to have you. We are so honored. I thank you again for your intimacy, just the way that you broke this down, the stories that you were, you know, the way you were willing to share with us your mm-hmm. worst moments that brought us to music and truly guided meditation that's changing lives. I can't thank you enough. Beautiful. Thank you, Jess. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.